Good evening, everybody. England's tour of South Africa has finished. A tour of football injuries, guts, knobheads, and incredibly enough, two England series wins. In this episode, we cover a double A-side from Steps, a blossoming love for Chris Jordan, and a deep appreciation of David Warner walking away from the Australian Cricket Awards with the Allen Border Medal. That's right, kids. It's time for the Pinch Hitter Podcast. Terence Rigger, how are you? Hello, how are we? Yes, very well indeed. So you survived, um, well, Storm Storm Kira last weekend and Storm Den. Yep, survived both. Tick, alive, two weeks on the bounce. Uh, two weeks. Survived Secret Cinema in Storm Kira last week and the Lake District yep. in Storm Dennis this week. Brilliant. So you've been, you've, you've not been taking any of the advice from the uh, the AA. No, nope. I've travelled only when strictly necessary, which okay. going to see my in-laws absolutely was as yep. was going getting really drunk at Secret Cinema. Very good. And you're alive to tell the tale. So. I'm alive to tell the tale on a cricket podcast. On a cricket podcast, absolutely. You just need the uh, need the hailstorm to come in now, don't we? And then, oh, uh, lovely. See if, uh, see if you can survive that one. PSL starts this week, does it not? Sorry? PSL starts this week, does it not? It does, yes. Yeah, starts on Thursday. Oh. Um, and uh, as we all know, Alex Hale's... Is, uh, was ripping up the BBL, got to the final there. Yeah. Um, can't get in the England team for love and the money. No. Um, Too much of the other white more... stuff. Yeah, well, allegedly. Well, no, um, not allegedly. Not allegedly. Well, I'm still saying allegedly. <laughs> Good to everybody. Um, and uh, he seems to, as Owen Morgan says, not his his cricket playing ability, his form was never the issue. It's a it's it, it is a question of trust, Alex. And that and that's the uh, that's the big issue that they seem they seem to have, which is a shame because he's he's not bad at all, is he? He's not bad. In, also, he's doing that incredibly irritating thing when players get completely justifiably dropped and then go and absolutely smash it somewhere else. Yep. And then start to call into question whether or not they should have been dropped, despite the fact <laughs> that at the time it was entirely justified. Exactly, and they should have no yeah. no complaints. But the Cipriani it, it, logic. I think it's called Cipriani Logic. Yeah, I love it. If if he if he ever does get back into the fray, I think you've got got him. You've got Banton. Um, there's we we've got quite a you know talk about next tabs off the rank. There's a a decent queue there, isn't there? Yeah, well there is a decent queue. You can add Dan Lawrence to it as well. It's just hit one nine uh, runnable one ninety in the uh, in the Lions unofficial Test match in a Australia. Real, a real... A real daddy hundred, a proper daddy like hundred. Yeah, what we, what we love, what we love to see. So let's um, let's let's kick off with a bit of a quick overview, quick um, quick quick think, thinking. Oh, well, that not thinking. Quick uh, rumination. Quick, quick quick chat um about the T uh, Twenty series, which is which has just finished. How how much of it did you see? Uh, saw a reasonable amount. It was on a slightly annoying time, wasn't it? It was on a kind of commuter time home generally. Commuter o'clock, four p.m. on the uh, on the nose. On lovely. Um, yeah, but yeah, today. managed to catch most of it. Um, got England's sec- England's innings today, and managed to catch um, South African innings on Talksport. More excellent Talksport coverage. Really, really big fan of that. Um, yeah. Prefer it to TMS? It, uh, no, I don't. It's different to Good TMS. Man. Good man. Um, Very different. much more excitable than TMS. Very excitable um, and just louder. And just generally, just generally louder. Generally, a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more sun sport, shall we say, than uh, say than TMS. Yeah. But yeah, just 
generally just generally great insight. Nice to hear some fresh voices. Um, yeah. But sort of reason amount of it caught up with the high, caught up with the highlights of everything that I've missed. Just an all round great series, um, and all also great such series, a... great tour. Yeah. Um, I think to, to to me the whole the whole thing it just it it very much if you look at the whole tour is just smacked of how Australia used to pummel England. Yeah. They they come over. And or you know we'd go over there, and they would just beat us at everything. Yeah. And then even as far as in the ODI series, you know South Africa won the first one, then we came back. T Twenty, they won the first one, and then they should have won the second one, and then we just battered them in the third one in the end. Yeah, but actually won won quite comfortably with five balls to spare. Do so you think it's just been a been a been a great one to watch as an England fan? It has been a great one to watch as an England fan, and I think you know what. This is when you know. This is when you know you're a proper cricket badger. Is when you start to get a little bit concerned because England are beating teams too well. <laughs> when you start to get concerned about the global game because England are beating teams too well. And that was what you were. Um, there was, I think, it was you and uh, someone else on our, our WhatsApp chat. Were, WhatsApp chat. We're even chatting about. Um, did Did you want South Africa to win the final test? If I remember rightly, I was. Yeah, and I and, and I wouldn't go that far, but. I, I think there's a lot of good in, particularly at the moment, and particularly South Africa, and then the West Indies that as well. There's a lot of good in those two winning as many games as possible. They add yeah. they add so much to the game, um, and they're both having their both having a hard time. Um, those two getting panned at home is, is no good for anyone, um, as far as no. the, getting panned at home in front of empty stadiums. Um, is bad for the global game, especially with South not, Africa's not what, not what we want to see. Excess. But obviously, with cold packs ending, yeah. South Africa hopefully should get a bit stronger now. Um, they've got a great, and... they've got a great coaching setup. Mark Boucher's there, Graham Smith's come back. Um, Quinton de Kock is looks like a quality player, looks like a quality quality captain. They've got that kind of figurehead that they probably haven't had for a little while. He um, wins tosses as well, doesn't he? He was starting winning tosses, which is a good start. Um, and, and his name's hilarious. His name's hilarious, yeah, and he and he and he has that Mark Boucher face of I might start crying at any, moment. At um, any moment. And he had a pop at David Warner, and he had a pop. So yeah, keep, keep it, keep, keep it, keep it all, keep it all coming. But what a what a tour! The one England obviously won the Test series, won the ODI, well, drew the ODI series, um, and now won the T twenty T twenty series today. How any, you... any big takeaways for you from the T twenty series? Um, okay, so up until today. Obviously, my main question and everyone's main question was, where does Joss bat the bat? Where does he bat? Where does he bat? For me, I think our top order or our top order options are so good that the argument of having Joss Butler facing as many balls as possible like he does in the IPL doesn't wash. I think getting where he's got the ability to do the most damage, which is down the order, either managing a chase or taking an innings from the, to the next level if we're setting a target. Yeah, um, and that that is that is just what the argument is, isn't it? Yeah. It seems to be which player do you want to face the most amount of balls? Yeah, is, is, it, that, is that am I right in saying that? It, it's it's to sound, make me sound very basic, and if I don't understand it, but is that is that really what we're saying? That's the answer. It's who do you want facing the most balls? Now, I would argue that Josh Butler is your best player, so on paper you want him to face the most balls. Yeah, but Josh Butler has a bit a greater breadth of skill than anyone else in the in the team. He sure. can and he can do a great job at the top of the order. He can play that I mean he's not a pinch hitter, is he? 
because he's not because he's, he's, he's not. all around he's all around quality player. But he can get you off to a great start in the way that Ryan and Bearstow and Hales have been doing on the one day side. But he can also manage an inning so well, um, which we lacked in the first two games of this series. And then the third one was a little bit different because it was such a high score that it was just about teeing off as as much as yeah, you could in those last two overs. Anyone, anyone could have opened in this uh, this one, couldn't they? Phil Toffinall could have gone in yeah. and maybe 24. Um, exactly. Off the, off but I think the job that Brian Bester have done in one day cricket, I mean, they are they are objectively, if they're not the greatest one day opening partnership of all time, that's only because they haven't been doing it for as long as some of the others. Yeah. Um, why break that mould and why not have Joss Butler coming in lower down the order? Um, that was the only, that was the big kind of selection takeaway um, from this series, wasn't it? And then there was, a, I guess there was a little bit about the bowling. I think there were some questions about Tom Curran going into this series. And there probably were right up until the last over of the final game, uh, of the middle game, sorry. Middle um, game, yeah. Um, and, then he, and then he bowled brilliantly in, that, in the last four balls of that over. Um, yeah. I think the, pay, the, the 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 attack probably needs looking at. Um, I don't think that feels quite as settled as it probably should do. Um, but then you look, you've got Joffrey Arch to come back. David Willey feels like he might have a role in in Australia. Um, got an embarrassment of riches, haven't we? We have got an embarrassment of riches at both ends of the order. Um, but just yeah, just an all round fantastic series, um, capped off by one of those brilliant T20 games where it's just made embarrassingly easy for batters and everyone yeah. kind of goes oh no one wants to see roads no one wants to see it no one ever wants to see a competition between bat and ball <coughs> absolutely not <laughs> like everyone just wants to see bowlers getting absolutely tanked yeah um, it's like the um, the anti um, low scoring test match or low scoring ODI isn't it we say oh so exciting these lower score games are so much more exciting no, in a T20 game, you just want yeah. them to tip. You just want an absolute road. You just want but players like Butler hitting it off the toe of the bat and it's still going for six. <laughs> Johnny Bairstow was hitting the ball so hard this afternoon. Yeah. Everything came out the middle. And there was a couple of times when he found a gap between fielders who were may- maybe 10 or 15 yards apart and didn't even move didn't even get close to each other by the time it, it hit the boundary. That, that's what T20 is all about, isn't it? Just yeah. I mean, I get another... the bowling machine on, set it up a road, and just watch them go. Yeah, and I think a prime example of, of what you're saying there is you look at the um, the South African innings and and uh, Moeen Ali bowled the first over. Yeah, uh, went for eleven runs, didn't bowl again. Perfect. <laughs> Done. That's I the mean, sort of nonsense what... we want. Exactly. I mean, when else would you see that happen unless? You know, we're talking Battle of Boswells or anything like that. Yeah. That just that, that just doesn't happen, does it? Yeah, um, I think at one I think at one point uh, this afternoon, um, Shamsi had bowled two overs for thirty three, <laughs> something like that. Brilliant. He, he got he got absolutely smashed. Yeah, it's exactly it's exactly the sort of nonsense we want to see. It's exactly why T Twenty exists. And if if all the ECB is doing by creating hundred is making bowlers more tired from bowling more <laughs> balls. I'm all for it. You're all for it. You're pro. You're pro it. Yeah, I'm just looking looking through the scorecards again. So England's batting and um, batting card and the the uh, South African bowlers. Every South African bowler had an economy rate of over ten. Yeah. Um, and of the England bowlers, I think it was just Tom Curran and Ben Stokes um, who who were you know just under nine. Yeah. Eight point two five for Tom Curran. Eight point seven five for Stokes. But yeah, it's it's as as you say. It, it's it's 
it's so ridiculous it's great um but i mean do they I mean do they bring the boundaries in it's at altitude i mean do they do they make the all the bowlers just kind of use a ball that's been used for 50 overs before i mean what it's just anything it's just in the batsman's favor isn't it's it? kind of become cape town's thing now isn't it it's kind yeah. of become their like their kind of their usp is this you're gonna get runs it's a bit like a bit like trent bridge over here do you remember when in the world cup we were playing I can't remember who it was at Trent Bridge. Was it Pakistan? Um, and all the talk in the run-up to it was England are going to be on for 500 here. Yeah. And then, and then we got beat, but that's irrelevant. Like, Cape Town's USP is... Is it at Cape Town or is it Centurion? I, I was going to have to stop you there. It was uh, Centurion. It's, 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 uh, it's, it's Centurion. I mean, I did make the error yesterday of saying it was in Johannesburg. Um, so we, we both, we're both as wrong as each other. Yeah. So let's, 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 uh, let's own our mistakes. Well, thanks for owning yeah. up. Cape, Cape Town to um, to Centurion. I'm just sticking it in Google Maps just to how, just Johannesburg check how far to, wrong I am. Yeah, because Johannesburg to um, oh no, it's taking Centurion Club, Hemel Hempstead. So that would be quite how far, far is away. that? And um, I've just deleted it straight away. So we're not, we're not <laughs> find out. Centurion, South Africa. Um, so you're looking at 1,436 kilometres. Lovely. Um, just a little stroll. Um, whereas when I did it, Johannesburg um, to uh, to Cape Town was you know. Five minutes in an Uber wasn't an issue, um, so yeah. So it's not take. Let's 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 get rid of the cake. The now. wrong C. And... Um, but yeah, it is a bit of the USP, isn't it, with the altitude and with the short yeah. boundaries. Um, uh, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Go there knowing it's we are absolute... we are setting bowlers up for an absolute pounding. Mark Wood was saying when he came off, he was saying, "I came off that pitch, saying, get rid of my boots, get rid of my pads." I never want to see a cricket match ever again. Um, <laughs> he 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 bowled really badly. Yeah, he bowled um, really badly all series, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's bowling those waist high full tosses. He should have been removed from the over from the attack after two balls of the series. Yeah, um, his last and... over of the match almost in most other matches would have lost us the match. Yeah, was it his last over that they went from about two ten ish, two thirteen? Yeah, something like that. He went so for he, about he, fifteen or sixteen off his last over, didn't he? Yeah, it was it was, it was quite funny because um, Bumble was saying on the uh, on, on the on um, the comms box that uh, obviously Tom Curran had bowled his four, Jordan had bowled his four, Rashid and Stokes had bowled their four, and he was like, "It's going to have to be one of Moeen or or Wood is going to have to bowl bowl this." And like they both, uh, Moeen had gone for eleven off his over, Wood had gone for like thirty off his first two. Um, and so it was, yeah, it, it was a case of, you know, Denley's not playing, so we can't turn to him. Um, so yeah, what's he going to be? So Mark, Mark Wood had a go and yep, yeah, he went round the park a little bit more. Um, which it's exactly doesn't like, surprise me that he said that at the end of it. The boundaries are so short. Like Dale Stane, Dale Stane was bowling almost exclusively slower balls at one point, wasn't he? Yeah. The boundaries are so small there that all you've got, like Joss Butler being a complete case in point, all you've got to do is get a little bit of bat on it going at the pace Wood was bowling. Yeah. Simple and it's and it's going. It went. It, um, it went. It went. It went miles. I'll tell you the other the other highlight from from watching it. I don't know. Uh, don't know if you managed to see this. Obviously, with the she was saying the kind of the, the commuting hours of some of the games, but it was the the KFC big bucket. Oh, in, the in best. My favourite crit- cricketing invention of all time. <laughs> Just ridiculous. I mean, for those of you who didn't see it, and um, it was we're basically talking like a a stationary hot air balloon in the stand. Um, and and with a with a little peak like a like a post box um, for for people to to view view the ground from absolutely absolutely brilliant um, and also the regularity 
with which you know when when Sky first got the the pod yep. that was on the boundary and they were trying to kind of show the outside of the pod kind of do a bit with them in the pod like as often as possible yeah like whenever they've got a new toy whenever anyone's got a new toy um do you remember when uh wasp became a thing and they were trying to talk about it as often yeah, as yeah, possible the regularity with which they go into to the bucket is unbelievable how many didn't they miss a wicket at one point in the second game, oh, no, because they, they were doing an interview in the bucket. Yeah, they, they, they very nearly, very nearly did. And, and the, fir- the first one, they, they, um, they, they were just talking to this guy who who managed to win tickets to, to get his his whole family into the um, into the into the uh, into the big bucket. Um, and it, it was just like, can we just get on with the game? <laughs> um, and and you you know they another thing actually and I did say KFC big buckets in the final thing but one thing which which was got more and more noticeable as this tour went on was how bad the cameramen were um, at tracking the ball oh, like, so um, bad the amount so bad and the, the amount of times they switched to the wrong camera like with the ball in the air or focusing on the wrong fielder when that when the catch was, was was going up what it what it makes me realize is how blatantly the aussies were ball tampering and, and how much they were sandpapering <laughs> for the south african cameramen to be able to spot it because they could barely spot the ball i'm gonna i am going to miss the super sport coverage um, super sport absolutely uh, uh, for me the great find of this tour um has been the super sport coverage a few highlights the ability to miss the ball as you say yeah um consistent rewinding to show a replay of ben stokes swearing at a spectator very clever all around brilliant um turning the mic up whenever it goes near the stump mic up whenever anything went near joss butler behind the stumps yeah um did you see when they mugged off johnny bairstow looking through the binoculars Yes, also that was brilliant. brilliant. Yeah, did see that. It's like yep. a perfect mix of it's 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 like David Brent's in charge. It's like a like yep. a perfect mix of wild incompetence and absolute banter. It's brilliant. Yeah, some childish yeah. humour, which which which, which is, is my favourite sort of humour. Um, and you imagine like Warney would have found that clip yeah. hilarious of um of, oh, of Bear Stone in his binoculars. Right work in super sport. Um, so yeah, great tour. Let, I mean, let's 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 uh, let's hand it to the cameramen. Yep. They are camera people. Let's be let's be uh, let's be correct about it. Um, they've uh, they they just they got worse, and uh, hopefully hopefully they gave their their best people a bit of time off ahead of the Australians going there at the back end of uh, the, the week coming. Well, um, does that so, start with uh, a test match or is it a one day series? No, there's no test no test at all. So they start with three OD, three T twenties. And then finish with uh, three ODIs. So we'll, we'll come on to it a bit later. But Australia have had a real mad summer, Australian summer. Uh, they've, you know, they've they've hosted two Test series. They've been to India. They are now going to South Africa, and then they come back and play New Zealand in some ODIs as well. So all very, all, you know, all, all very, all they, very they, odd. But we'll, we'll certainly their calendar does seem to be consistently all over the place, isn't it? Like regularly, they'll just pop yeah. up for a one day. Like I think they're doing it this summer. Aren't they just popping up for a one day series over here. Um, yeah, come come over. Yeah, come down. Come down. Sure, bring your mates. And they did they did that the the summer before the World Cup as well. So yeah, all all they're, they're just they're, they're all over the place. Let's move on. Let's move on from uh, from talking about T twenties and, and perfect T twenties to the the Sri Lanka squad. The Sri Lanka tour is uh, going to be up upon us 
in the not too distant future. Two tests, one at Colombo, one in Gaul. I think they begin on the twentieth, twenty first of Sri Lanka. That's not Sri Lanka of March, and um, something something like that. What uh, what were your what were your thoughts on the on the England? Squad? Well, um, only one place to start, and that's a pinch for a pinch to favourite a horse for a course. Um, Absolutely, welcome, welcome back, back Keaton. Um, celebrated his uh, celebrated his call up with a. A lovely big hundred number three in Australia for the Lions against an incredibly <laughs> modest attack, I might add. Um, but yeah, that's were they all spinners? Uh, no, but uh, Jake Lehman was playing. Um, I noticed. Was. I think he is a spinner, isn't he? Um, that's my main. That's my main. Uh, my main point on the squad is 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 Jennings coming back. Um, I one. I wonder if he's in line to bat three. Um, I wonder if Dempendable hasn't quite done enough. Um, it feels like they're it feels like they're trying to find room for Jennings at this stage, doesn't it? The rumours kind of started ever so uh, very shortly after Burns got injured. It might even have been before he got injured, actually. Um, yeah, it yeah. was. It's, it's and with 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 uh, with, old, with with Dependable, it was. It very much seemed at the end of the Test series that his uh, his days yeah. numbered. Um, but then he he top scored in the two ODIs, which which went which went yeah. the distance, um, and 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 now you're thinking, well, they they've gone and played him in the T20s as well. They they clearly yeah. like him, um, and they, they do say they sense that he's, he's not great at rotating the strike against yeah. spinners, which could be what what could get Keaton. Back yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? There's been a, I mean. Dem Pendable's been on the verge of being dropped for his entire career, and also, as much as I love him, rightly so. I mean, let's not let's not beat around the bush. He, yeah. Certainly in the T twenty in the T twenties, yeah. he, he certainly shouldn't have been playing today. No, um, and in the Test side, there's always been this feeling of sticking plaster, isn't there? Um, yeah, and Jennings has a has a has a fine record uh, in the subcontinent, although. I think he averages about 10 over his most recent half a dozen innings. Um, but he has got those 200s. Um, so, yeah, look, we, we've spoken about how we feel about horses for courses. I am not a massive fan, and I'm also not a massive fan of Keaton Jennings um, in, gen- in general. I'm, 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 quite, I'm quite fine with it. If he, if he scores two centuries or four centuries in well, yeah, Toronto, that would be very nice. And yeah. then... And then, um, and then Burns replaces him. Rory Burns replaces him back in England, and that's absolutely fine yeah. by me. I've got no problem with that. And then Jennings can come back into the squad when we go to India for five tests in January and February twenty twenty one. Just to be fine. clear, you're only you're um, only going to be happy if he scores four hundreds in a two test series. <clears throat> I say it's only acceptable if he scores four hundreds and then gets dropped yeah. for the summer. That's 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 all that's all we're ask, asking. Go, for um, me, it's all a little bit. All a little bit kind of says to me that this England team is still kind of make doing and mending a little bit. It doesn't feel like like all the genuinely great sides, you know you're you know you're eleven, don't you? Or you know you're twelve or thirteen. It feels like we're kind of kind of yeah, like I said, making do and mending. Um but there is yeah. an injury. Burns is injured. Keaton Jennings has a great record. I think. I think all yeah, things being said, we've got a select backup batsman. We had to finally get yeah. better at dropping Johnny Bairstow. Like that, yeah. that. I mean, I am objectively his biggest fan, but that had to happen. Um, yeah. I think. I think it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. I think on the on the Jennings thing as well that you think about the 
they, they had to take a backup batsman. He got a decent record in Sri Lanka, but more than anything, he's really good under the lid and yeah. the short leg. So, do you reckon that's a factor? Be a lot of spin do you genuinely reckon? Do you, do you really reckon that's a factor in him getting picked? Yeah, I don't see why it wouldn't. Because bear in mind that you know people get the shits, so they're they're likely to be off the pitch. So there's going to be plenty of opportunity to get him on, even if he's not in the in the eleven. And they probably thought, well, you know, we could give an opportunity to somebody else, but this guy's got a good record. Ollie Pope there. was brilliant he's under really him as well. Yeah, he's really good, really good fielder there. So it, I'd, I'd be, I, I reckon. I'd, I'd say I have absolutely no evidence to base this on, but I reckon it should it definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, um, I'm going to go, go with that. I think. And uh, Jimmy not being selected, you, you're probably. Yeah, big time, big time. Like, if you're, Jimmy and- if you're Jimmy Anderson, there is absolutely no way you want to be spending, you want to be making a comeback from injury, winding up for the test summer, flogging your guts out, bowling 40 overs and in innings. On an absolute road in forty-five degree heat in Sri Lanka, taking yeah. one for hundred and five in a few Test matches. I just, it's, it's just no point. We've got more yeah. than enough quality seamers. We aren't going to play, and we're probably going to play a maximum of Any two specialist seamers um, yeah. per Test. I just don't think it's worth it. Whether or not Jimmy thinks he's he's hit his peak yet. Um, we, he has, by the way. Um, <laughs> he, I mean, he definitely has. Um, yeah, I mean, but I, I don't. I, I think Jimmy can have twin peaks. Jimmy can have multiple peaks in his career. Jimmy can have as many peaks. Jimmy can have as many peaks as he wants, as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Um, but his main peak, I mean, he has hit, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Did you see the interview with him? Not the interview. The the discussion with him and and oh, Cook. just just so good. Just beautiful, just brilliant telly. Um, it was excellent, and I think what well, I think he kind of talked himself out of it as well. And um, Anderson said all the things that you'd expect him to say. Well, you, you don't necessarily expect him to say, "I haven't reached my peak yet." That's that's a little bit Nathan Lyon, Glenn McGrath ahead of an action yeah. series when they're clearly above. Uh, they clearly you know already peaked. Yeah, it's but very Aussie, wasn't say, it? Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, you know, I, I generally take a, a game to get back into it, and then on the second game, I'm I'm all right and I'm and I'm firing again. And he goes, and that's what, what it was like in South Africa. You know, first test, I was a little bit off. But second test, I took a fifer, and then you actually got injured in the second innings. It's like, Jimmy, there's only two tests in, in Sri Lanka, mate. Yeah, there's only two. So, you're, is, but is, yeah, like, you're not going to... I think he got a bit a bit too much credit for that interview. Like the, the kind of interview kind of comment on himself section of that. Otherwise, it was brilliant telly. Um, but I think he's... Everyone was kind of saying... No one was give, no one was kind of calling it what it was, which was a very textbook sportsman's answer or sportsman's interview yeah. around. I'm just looking to the next game. I don't think I've hit my peak. He's, he can't come out and say, "Yeah, I think I've peaked." Or like the the answer any sportsman gives the answer. I think I I think I've got more to give. I think I'm still working on being the best I can be. I think I can play for another couple yeah. of years. He like. Yeah. He's on. Uh, he's got. Um, he's on a million quid a year contract with the with the mm-hmm. ECB. There's no way. Obviously, he's going to try and try and eke another a few more years out of that. <laughs> three million quid a year if he plays at least forty, or yeah, a three million quid contract if he plays at least forty. Obviously, ob- Pro yeah. Rata. Pro obviously, Rata. he thinks he can keep going that long. Um, it's why. Not, like, yeah. I was thinking this when he said it. No one quits anymore, do they? 
why would you quit? Why would like, Ian Bell still hasn't quit? Because why would you? He hasn't quit. Um, no. Over the last seven years, which is basically just as far back as I could be bothered to go. Is this a full-on stat? I think, I think I'm right in saying that only... Looking forward to this. Oh, since 2012, i.e. this kind of broad era of, of cricket, like yeah. post, post the 2011 peak, I think I'm right in saying only Strauss, Cook, mm-hmm. Trot, mm-hmm. and Swan. Of of quit. Yep. I think I might say, like and Trot went for, for for his own personal reasons. Swan said he was basically injured and couldn't bowl anymore. Cook had played 160 yep. tests anyway, and I don't think he ever really liked it. And Strauss basically did Pryor kind of quit as well in the end. I know he he, he maybe tried to yeah get back and then maybe maybe Pryor did. He tried, he kind of he quit he quit cricket didn't he because of his Achilles. Um, yeah, but kind of begrudgingly, um, and Strauss yeah. was kind of forced no, out point, by KP. Yeah, your point, your point stands incredibly well. So this, so England players don't England quit, players don't quit. They keep saying they keep saying things like "I can keep going till I'm 40." And caveat to all of this: more, I want Jimmy to keep playing till he's 40 more than anyone. Um, yeah, but like, this is it, isn't it? He's on a, he's got a million quid a year contract. They don't quit anymore. He's, he's it, the party line yeah, is keep line. going. Yeah, and he's not gonna he's not gonna turn around and say, "Well, do you know what? I thought I, I was so much better when I was in 2009, yeah. um, 2002, three when I first broke through. You know, I was bowling faster, I was fitter, um, and yeah, I'm I'm half the player I yeah, was then. Exactly. He, he's just not he's not gonna come out and say that, is he? Which also I think does does highlight a, a, a big gripe of mine, not just across cricket but across all sectors. When they get somebody on as it, to be interviewed who is still a professional. Yeah. And still playing, expecting some great insights. I mean, they had Ollie Pope in the studio um, for, for Sky for the, the first two T20s. And they're like asking him, oh, what do you think, Denley or Milan? It's like as if he's going to put one of them yeah, on exactly. the bums. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just like, stop doing it. You very rarely, I think Jimmy and Cook, you were able to do that because they're both very experienced. Otherwise, you just, just like, don't put them on there. You're never going to get a great Ollie insight. Pope's trying to get a space in this squad. Like he's yeah, he's, like he's he's obviously working towards trying to get a spot in this squad. Surely, why why ask yep. him to critique it? Uh, yeah, madness. Surprise! didn't say both of them shouldn't be in the team, and um, I should be. I should be the next. Which is the ranks, abundantly clear to everyone. So so not so not clear. great insight anyway. <laughs> nah, absolutely. But look, we all we all love Ollie Pope, and um, and uh, you were saying to me, and I am going to use this phrase, which I enjoyed using last time. Off air, um, you said to me off air that um, that you 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 absolutely love Chris Jordan now. Tell tell us more. Right. So, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite kind of daydreams, headspacey kind of mind scenario hobbies is just to pick an eleven of just my favorite cricketers, not ones that are especially brilliant, not ones that are kind of absolute world beaters, but just for no reason the ones that I really like just because they seem like good blokes or they put in the odd mega performance yep. every now and then or they're known for a particularly brilliant innings or trait or skill or maybe they're a bit of a boozer or something like that. And Chris mm-hmm. Jordan absolutely falls into that category. 
Uh, and has he recently fallen into that category? He just for kind you, of. Or has it been something which has developed over no, time? Was it love at first sight? He's been in it. He's been in it for a while. Um, he's been in it for a while. I was really looking forward to him making his debut in 2014, um, mm-hmm. and then ever since then he's just kind of progressed um, into this kind of love affair that I've got with him. Um, he bowls. He's got. A, he's got a beautiful West Indian action. Like he kind of strolls yeah. to the crease. He's got that really cocked wrist. Um, he wears a massive gold chain, which looks brilliant. Um, big time, big brilliant. time, brilliant. He's without doubt uh, the best close catcher in, in in the world game at the moment, and not far off mm-hmm. that. Um, uh, uh, as far as boundary fielding goes, as well. Um, everything he does is box office. He slams it with the bat. He's a thoroughly nice bloke. Um, when you see him interviewed, he's got this this brilliant kind of uh, like Bayesian draw. When you interview him, he always absolutely works his socks off. Um, for England. Yeah. He properly loves playing for England. He gives it the big one every time he takes a wicket. Um, I just love watching him, and I just think he's like I love watching players who love playing for England. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he presented Joffre with he his pres- first test cap. And he? he gave us Joffre Archer. And um, the yep. speech he made when he when he gave him his cap was brilliant. Um, he just he just seems like a thoroughly all round good egg, great cricket, uh, great fun to watch, lovely bloke. And this series, like he kind of he he kind of disappears from England and then comes back, doesn't he? Kind of the the nature yep. of T Twenties over the last couple of years, while we've been kind of warming up for the World Cup, I guess. We forgot, we forgot about We them. kind of basically forgot about them, yeah. And so we kind of forgot about Chris Jordan as well. Was he in the extended squad for the World Cup? I think he played a bit over the early um, summer last year. Um, I, think he, I think he, yeah, they were when we kind of, we had a squad of about eight. He was there or thereabouts for a little while. From the 1st of January onwards. And then, yeah, as it got whittled away, it became clear that he wasn't going to be part of it. But I remember people saying, you know, he's, he's done nothing He's never wrong. done anything um, wrong, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't left arm as well like David Willey to really have a, a point of, are you, are you seriously dropping yeah. me um, for, for, for this? But no, very good. We love, we love, we love all that. So, I mean, just, just to wrap up on the Chris Jordan, is what what the three things you love about the him? The three things I love about him. The big gold chain. Yep. The brilliant catching. Giving us Joffre Archer. Brilliant. Absolutely just brilliant. just an all-round great egg. All round great egg, fantastic, and those those three bits of uh, of Chris Jordan, which Terence loves, brings us to the end of uh, the first part of today's show. That ends the uh, the Powerade Power Play, as they'd love to say over on uh, on Super Sports. So uh, we will be back with you very very shortly. So we are back from a quick comfort break. Uh, Gary Pratt came on and I think uh, did us all proud in the meantime. And uh, hope you ponting for the second time in his career. How was your little break, Terence? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Um, spent it watching the highlights of the umpires sending Bilal Shafayat off the field when he Excellent. came on with a spare pair of gloves in Cardiff 2009. 
brilliant, 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 brilliant. Um, was that with two overs more that Monty and uh, Jimmy were trying to see out at, the, at that point? Uh, yeah, it was Pon- in, it was was in the penultimate over. Yeah, Ponting was fuming. Um, and what's brilliant is uh, the speed or the lack of speed with which Bilal Shafayat walked off the pitch. Um, literally, Ponting basically had him by the armpit trying to escort him off the field. Also, what's hilarious is that it was Bilal Shafayat. Exactly. Um, just all round, all round great comedy cricket. And I tell you what, it'd be great if my uh, over that was was now going to be that one, wasn't it? It would. Is it going to be? It's not. It's not. Okay. Although the, the title of it, the title of it could fit with it, because um, the the title of it is overjoyed. Um, Lovely. As I say that, I I, I very quickly realise there's an opportunity for a uh, for a uh, a dodgy copy called overjoyced at some point. Overjoyce Ed, which would would just be Ed Joyce um, dominating some kind of over. So maybe it would be an over that was bold against Ireland. And then was rebold against England slightly worse before going back to back being. To uh, doesn't, it doesn't work. It works. It doesn't work. But yeah, so that that's the that's the opportunity for a, a bootleg copy. Um, further further down is the it, line, but... is it an over that Ed Joyce faced? Ed Joyce is not involved. I can't right, stress okay. that enough. Okay. <laughs> um, as neither batsman, bowler, twelfth man. Um, as far as I'm aware, he wasn't in the crowd, but he had every right to be. Um, and if he if he was, Ed. Tell us about it. I'd love to hear all about it. Well, um, I'm now even more excited than I was. Exactly. So overjoyed. So um, Terence, as, as I like to do, I like to give you a couple of clues and and um, and set the scene in, in a little bit of a way. So my favourite bit of the pod. I'm I'm taking you back to um, to January 1999. Lovely. Um, just to give you a bit of kind of global political context, we're we're 20 months into. Um, the era of, of Tony Blair at the uh, at the helm of, of the UK government. How are things going? Just very well. Just very well. He's 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 still in the honeymoon period, and he's he's likely to be there for a long time. Yeah. Um, as as a, to to kind of say what what's still to come as part of that uh, that first first term of of a new Labour government. We're four months away from the first Scottish Parliament and Welsh Assembly elections. Um, which which happened at the beginning of May 1999. Um, and here's a bit of trivia, which you may, I think you probably will know, actually. We had a double A side at number one um, in the UK charts at that point. Any any ideas what it was? A double A side in 1999? Yeah. Um, no, I'm not getting anywhere near it. No? Okay, well, no. So I'll, I'll, play a little, I'll play a little bit now so you can have a little... That's that's one one part of it. Oh, well, if anything, I've got further away. And then the other part. We're talking steps. Steps on top steps. of the charts. Steps on top lovely. of the charts. Um, lovely. That is and, a lovely bit of business. And I just have to tell you that the, the official video for Tragedy and Heartbeat are both well worth a watch. Um, so Don't need to tell some... me twice, mate. Yeah, I don't need to tell you about it. But they're just, just incredible. So that's where we are. January 1999, um, Blair's in power, steps are number one, and we're four months away from the first Scottish Parliament and Welsh Assembly elections. Any ideas at your end, Terence, where are we going with this? Right, so... I'm thinking, January 99, were England playing an ODI series in Australia? 
they may well have done later in the month. Ah, uh, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. That, that's not what we're talking about. It's not what we're talking about. Um, there was what ninety nine. Um, <laughs> there was a World Cup. There was a wasn't there a famous India Pakistan series in uh, in ninety nine? Wasn't that like? There may well have been. If it was, it wasn't. It wasn't one which stuck out for me. So I'm gonna. Was it, I'm I sure love... that was when the like the mega. Um, there was like an amazing uh, uh, test match in India against Pakistan. In uh, Pakistan won by, but like uh, ten runs or something like that. Sounds incredible. I mean, um, but by all means, do it on your next over. That was. I will. I'll try and find an over from it. <laughs> sounds, um, sounds, sounds brilliant. But no, we're not. We're not there. We're not, we're oh. not talking about that. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Give me some more. Give you some more. So we are in. We're at the. We're at the SCG. Um, we're in Sydney, and it's the end of day one of the fifth Ashes Test. So there wasn't. So, there was an Ashes series, but I went straight to the ODIs. Yes. Yes. Um, which may, maybe you're just a white ball specialist. I'm, I'll, um, I'm, I'm quite the opposite, actually, and I will come back to you as to why I know that there was an ODI series. Look forward um, to it. Look forward uh, to it. So, um, bit of, bit of context it. to where we were with the Ashes series. So, um, England had, had, had lost. They drawn. They incredibly drawn the first test at the Gabbertoir. Um, we then lost by seven wickets at the Wacker, which staged the second test. The third test was at the Adelaide Oval, where Australia won by two hundred and five runs. England had then had a brilliant comeback at the MCG um, and won by twelve runs. Um, when Australia couldn't chase down, he was 174 to win in the final um, on the final day. Lovely. And then we went to so we went to the to Sydney for the fifth test with the Australia already retained the Ashes, but it was two one, and this was very much incredible territory for England to be in to be in with a sniff of uh, of not getting pummeled um, down under. So we come to near the end of day one. We've had let's have a look. We have had. 86.3 overs and Australia are on 321 for six. Okay. Do you know where this one's going? Uh, I think I've got an idea. Go on, um, uh, does it start in Kent? Does it start in is Kent? It feature, no, it is, it feature, is it feature a man of Kent? It definitely doesn't feature a man of Kent. Oh. Uh, okay. I'm going to need a little bit more then. <laughs> The man, I say, the man, the man from Kent. He he bowled very well, and he'd taken four wickets. And uh, no, he'd taken three wickets at that point. But I'm talking about the man, Barnsley's finest. I'm talking about Darren Goff. The man was about to take his first and only Test match wicket, Test match hat trick. His first and only Test match wicket. <laughs> um, so, and I'll come on to why 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 I remember it so much. Um, Specifically, but he takes uh, heels and um, everyone's favourite Australian gloveman, um, yeah. caught behind um, for fourteen on the eighty-six point fourth ball of the uh, of the day. Who caught it? Who took the catch? Caught behind, yeah, with the gloves. Caught behind. Uh, I would have been. Uh, was it Warren Hegg? <laughs> it's your good friend Warren, Warren Hegg. Hegg. Absolutely. Who and I, I, I love, I love this. Warren Hague played two Test matches for England. He played in that yeah. Test match on the Boxing Day Test at in the MCG, where England came back and and, and dominated and, and won, including lots of nicks behind off uh, off Dean Headley. 
Um, and so he was he was massively a part of it. And then in his in his only other test, so he played two tests: Melbourne, Sydney. We won in Melbourne, and in Sydney he was part of a Darren Goff hat trick. That's pretty cool, Perfect. isn't it? He also um, famously, uh, it, it must have been in his debut, um, ran off from behind the stumps uh, to, to to feel the ball, um, went to take off his glove, couldn't get it off. Uh, Took, took it off, actively threw it miles in front of him um, and then got to the ball and went down to pick it up with the wrong hand anyway. <laughs> one of my fa- one of my favourite bits of misfielding. Is there, is there a clip of that somewhere? It's bound to be, yeah. It's bound to be. We'll find it. We'll find it. Find it somewhere. So, Heg, yeah, Heg takes, uh, gets, gets the nick, gets the catch behind off, um, off the uh, Australian glove money in Healy. Goffey then goes, um, comes steaming in and, and, and bowls uh, Stewie McGill. Um, first ball. I mean, McGill's batting at nine, which I think is quite impressive for um, for, for for young Stewie. Yeah. And then, do you know who was third? Who was Goffey's third victim? Uh, right. So who's going to be down there? Uh... I think. Bear in mind that that McGill's at nine. Also, is is something for you to bear in mind. Uh, so who would have been? Who would have been down there that time? McGraw would have been down there. McGraw okay. comes in at eleven. Uh, was that the series that Colin Miller played and was generally awful? Which your good friend Colin Miller. <laughs> was was it Colin fire. Miller today, Terence? Absolutely um, on fire. Like just he played with that really shit orange hair. Awful hair. Yeah, awful. really, really shit crows for orange hair. It just didn't work. It didn't work at all. Yeah. But yet, so Goffey gets in first ball as well. Bold. So um, Healy caught behind. Um, bold Goff. Then McGill, bold Goff. Miller, bold Goff as well. That's my um, favourite. That's my favourite bad hat trick. Or just in terms of the batsman. Just in terms of the batsman, yeah. <laughs> like a properly <laughs> shit hat trick. Exactly. It's saying you can only get out who's put in front of you um, as part of it. It's very much a, a Mitchell Stark um, fiver, isn't it? Uh, yeah, going through, yeah, going through at the at the the arse end of a, of an innings. But why it was so 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 much in my mind, um, and why I so much enjoyed it. It's a it was the first um, England Test match hat trick that I that I ever watched or heard live. Yeah, um, and did I you watch it? Were you listening to it? Well, I did. I, this is this this is the point, Terence. This is why it's so great. So I was um, it's been Christmas, New Year. I was at Year Ten of um, of secondary school. Um, and my brother woke me up to listen to the hat trick ball Brilliant. at seven a.m. on you know, January the second, January the third, whenever it was, um, and just that—that's why it's overjoyed because you know you, at that age you want a lion, you're generally a bit miserable. But imagine how happy I would have been to be woken up to listen to Darren Goff taking a hat trick in Sydney. Brilliant, <laughs> and also there's something magical about a hat trick when you're a kid, isn't there? Oh. Um, a a. Uh, any hat trick's brilliant. A hat, an Ashes hat trick, doubly brilliant. An Ashes hat trick back in 1999 when we were getting widely panned everywhere. This is probably when we were bottom of the uh, of the World Test rankings, wasn't it? Yeah, um, well, on 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 route on route there certainly. Um, yeah. And interestingly, it was the, the the there had been an England hat trick four years earlier, and there'd been no other international um, Test match hat tricks in that time. Um, remember who the one previously was? Uh, international or England? England Test match. So oh, the, the that, previous one that would have been Dominic Cork, no? Your good friend Dominic Cork, good absolutely. DG Cork at, um, uh, at Old Trafford, where he took Richie Richardson, Junior Murray, and Carl Hooper 
Um, I don't know if that does that qualify for a shit hat trick for you. Or no, that qualifies. Better, that qualifies as a brilliant hat trick, actually. Bit better. Bit better. Um, but yeah, there's like a just watch just watching uh, uh, wickets taken bold in the ashes is brilliant. Watching Darren yeah. Goff take wickets was always brilliant. Any um, wicket in any Ashes series is brilliant. But just watching the hat trick is just. I think it's everyone always thinks they're kind of rarer and more difficult than they are, which is part of the majesty of them. But they yeah. are they are still just there is always they are still so so much more difficult than a hat trick in any other sport. Yeah. They still get yeah. called the same. They still get the same name. Like yeah. a hat trick, a hat trick should just be three wickets, shouldn't it? Yeah, um, or maybe three three centuries in the series. Yeah, or something like that. But it's so difficult, but not as difficult as everyone thinks it is. It's just they're just a little bit of mystery and magic around them, isn't there? Yeah, no, absolutely. Have you ever have you ever seen a England Test match wicket Test match hat trick at the game? Um, I don't think I have. No, no, no. Well, since since the since oh, the I tell you one, what, I have. I was at the one, um, and we spoke about this the other week. We I was going to do my over and over again. Um, was going to be about the time Stuart Broad forgot he'd taken a hat trick, um, <laughs> but it was it's like at the it, end of an over. It was the end it? of an over, and then the next one, and so like no one knew he'd taken a hat trick, and no one knew he celebrated. So that was the one at Headingley, wasn't yeah. It? And you were there, yeah. And you didn't celebrate. No one knew. No one knew. <laughs> no, like everyone, there was kind of a kind of moderate round of applause when he worked it out. So you've you've uh, you've obviously clocked that um, Stuart Broad took that hat trick. Eventually, the, pen, the penny dropped. Yeah. Um, and he'd taken one three years earlier. Can you name the other three England players to have taken Test match hat tricks since Goffey in January '99? Ooh. Did Sidebottom get one? Sidebottom did get one. Um, he got one in New Zealand in 2008. Stephen Fleming, Matthew Sinclair, and Jacob Oram. Uh, Stephen Fleming, who and Jacob Boreham, Matthew Sinclair, Jacob Boreham, another one that qualifies from one of my randomly favourite cricketers of all time. By the way, um, uh, oh Mo got one a couple of years ago, didn't he? Against South Africa, he did. And in classic Mo style, the third one I think was given not out, and then it got reviewed yeah. and was given, so he wasn't actually able to enjoy it properly. Just to take the edge off. Just to take the edge off. Um, how many am I guessing? Three. So one more, one more from so in between side bottom and golf. So side bottom was been what two thousand and seven. Side bottom was two thousand and eight, and golf was ninety nine. Ninety nine. Two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Oh, it must have been uh, Harmison when he took seven for twelve or whatever it was. Nah, I didn't get a hat trick, did he? Did he? No, we talk same same series. Matthew Hoggard. Oh, um, yeah, Sarwan, Ch- Sarwan, Hines and Chanderpool. Very good. Sarwan, Chanderpool and Hines. I prefer to say, but you got them. Um, but Sarwan, so Hines and Chanderpool flows better for a song. It, it does. It does. And and I think, would we say that's the best trio of the lot? Sarwan, Hines and Chanderpool. Uh, yes, it, yes, it comfortably is, isn't it? Yeah, he gets, he gets, he gets that. So... Wavell Hines rather than Ryan Hines, I'm assuming. It was Ryan, actually. Was it? <laughs> it was Ryan. Yeah. Really? I assumed it was Wavell and then I re- re- reread it. Um, improved I can read and it is Ryan Hines <laughs> it is Ryan Hines yeah. so Brilliant. caught Andrew Flintoff LBW and caught the King of Spain for uh, Ramnaresh Sarwan 
um, as well. So, uh, so yeah. So that that is my that is my overjoyed. Um, Lovely, and big I, fan I, of that. I wanted to take it into England hat tricks as well, and I love the fact that you've you've um, you've, you've then kind of highlighted the the issue with with cricket hat tricks, um, and I think I think we've kind of inadvertently highlighted the fact that as a as a bowler, just 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 do it when you've got nine, ten, and Jack batting. Like yeah, that that is your time. That is your time. You, to should, be, you should be getting more of them. Yeah, you really should. It's something England have already always struggled with, isn't it? Bowling out nine, ten, Jack. Um, exactly. We should touch on one of my. We've spoken about our um, our greatest chagrins with um, Australian cricket, Australian cricket scoring, Australian cricket nomenclature. Yeah. Um, above all else, above the backward scoring. Um, above the little duck that walks across the screen when someone gets a duck. Quack, quack. Above all of that is the fact that they call four wickets in four balls a double hat-trick. Uh, but... That's insane. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. Oh. On the logic that you take your hat-trick and then the next hat-trick starts from the second one. Brilliant. Double um, hat-trick. I don't. I just don't want to give it any more airtime. But I, I realise I have started by giving it airtime. It's just awful, isn't it? Um, that is. That's just poor. It's worth giving. It's worth giving a little bit of airtime if we've got it to some of the names um, that played in that '99 Ashes Test that we were just talking about. Oh, absolutely. Um, I love that. I mean, you, I mean you, I, I'm guessing you've pulled up the uh, the, the, the scorecard. I have in front pulled of up the there. scorecard. Um, what What I particularly loved, and and then then I'll, I'll let you run riot. Is 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 the five England bowlers used in the in the first innings? Uh, I was actually I was I hadn't actually looked at the the. Oh, I'll run through it for you. Got yeah, Goff, go for it. Got Headley, Tudor, Such, Such and fifteen Ram- overs of Mark, Mark Cramptrakat. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hadn't I hadn't noticed that actually. He bowled more than Alex Tudor. Exactly. Of in, he did. in Australia, of course he did. Um, <laughs> I just pulled this up about 30 seconds ago and couldn't believe that Peter Such was still playing um, in 1999 and then looked back and realised he was only 35. Um, in my head, he's about 70 now. He's, is he still like England? The spin coach, yeah. Spinning at Loughborough. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, and then, but then we'd always get like a, a genuine... Subcontinent spinner to come with us on the tour. Yeah, he's a spin. Um, he's a spin coach, but he's not allowed to go to anywhere where the ball actually spins. He's got to stay in Loughborough. No, definitely, because Loughborough's known for turning surfaces. Yeah, um, yeah, and they're quite a, quite a team. And if you look at actually, if you look at the apart from so that that top six England had for that that game, you had Crawley, Hick, Rampakash, Hussein, Stewart, Butcher. Four years later, when they did actually win in Sydney, you, you, you had that top three. They were still there, not yeah. in the same order. Yeah, Butcher, Stuart Hussein, and, and our good friend Creepy Crawley hit the ball, hit the ball Crawley. Um, in the first innings, 44 off 75 balls. That's, that's, yeah. that's quick. Positively rapid. Strike rate of 58.66. And then in the second innings, Creepy, five from 16. Again, he, he was motoring. Yeah. He was motoring in those. For days. his five. For um, his five, he was, big time. Uh, yeah, no boundaries either. Um I just always think what's interesting about this team is you look at it and you can't believe how bad they were. There's there's yeah. at least three or four genuine greats in that side. Uh, genuine England greats. Um, Goff, Stewart, Goff, Stewart, 
Hussein, yeah. Yeah. You probably so butchers you, there. No butcher's else. not quite there, is he really? No. Um but Atherton wasn't long retired. Um He wasn't retired. He wasn't retired. Why wasn't he playing in ninety nine? He retired in two thousand one, didn't he? Yeah, he'd probably broken a finger or something yeah. like that. That's also, not, style, not much point. Not much point playing him in the Ashes anyway. Anyway, no. that was that was a delightful trip down memory lane. Nineties nineties Ashes series um, need more need more airtime on the pod. Yes, no, absolutely. Please, 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 you enjoyed it, and I think I was probably inspired by um, young Nassim Shah taking a hat trick um, for uh, for Pakistan against Bangladesh. Um, earlier this month, um, adding to the list yeah. of, of test match hat tricks, we've now got forty-five. Yeah. And um, he wasn't born for another. How, when was he? When was he born? Is he seventeen? So he, do the math. he wasn't born for he was four or five today, years after this. Yesterday. After this test, yes, yeah. yeah. and we're still going. So yeah, so that was that was that was Sydney. That was Sydney in nineteen ninety-nine. Now, how about this for a little cheeky link? Let's fast forward to just in the week gone, still in Australia, the favourite event for any any pinch hitter subscriber any pinch hitter fan the Australian Cricket Awards oh let's um, tuck in to the Australian Cricket Awards let's let's climb into into them and stay there for well for not too long so we don't want to drag it on too long but let's climb in and let's 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 really get under the, under the skin of it what did you love about it right I'll keep it short I'll keep it sweet number one David Warner winning the Alan Border medal for the, I think the third time in his career, yep. giving David Warner the Alan Border Medal is like giving Boris Johnson the Donald Trump Medal. Like to <laughs> give it to, if it's an award for being most like Alan Border, give it to him every year. Yeah. Um, also, he was dreadful. He was awful in the Ashes. Stuart Broad had him absolutely on toast. Um, toast all the way. Steve, Steve Smith. Steve Smith was incredible. Um, we we he was unconscious at one point, um, and we still we still <laughs> and we still better. still better than better than Warner and still better than most of England. Warner scored a triple hundred, um, and has and has won the medal. Um, Unbelievable! That's 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 brilliant in itself. Winning the most prized award in Australian cricket without even being that good, despite being David Warner. What's even better about it is the picture from the front page um, of the Sydney Morning Herald. Have you seen it? This was great. This was great. Just brilliant. Elise Perry, um, who took home the Belinda Clark Award, mm-hmm. um, who has panned um, all of... I mean, she's head and shoulders above anyone else in, in women's cricket. Um Took home the, uh, the, the the women's equivalent award. Um, yeah, stood next to David Warner for the winner's photo, and is a good four or five inches taller than him. Um, heels or no heels, she's significantly taller than him. Yeah. Yet, fast forward to the next morning and the front page of the paper, um, and they've got David Warner kind of in front of her in perspective. Um. Uh, towering over her by a good six inches. Just all wrong. Just all wrong. It's brilliant. Um, It goes just far enough uh, to prove what I've always suspected is that David Warner is living, breathing, small man syndrome. Uh, It couldn't have have happened more perfectly. 
to a better person than David Warner. Um, it couldn't have happened better to Australia. Um, there's loads of jokes about sanding his feet off, sanding his sanding down at the knees. Yeah, however, good. you yep. want to make it work. Um, just a brilliant bit of shithousery. Well done, um, well done, well done, well done, David, and well done, well done to Elise Perry for for winning the uh, Belinda Clark Award. I mean, I do always want to call it the Belinda Carlisle. The Belinda Carlisle Award. Award, yes. Hopefully, one day it will it will it will change yeah. to that. Um, but do you do you do you know how they award the Alan Border Medal? Interestingly enough. Uh, in lightness. Um, so it's all, all it is um, is after each test ODI and T20 international, his teammates, the media and umpire votes and um, cast their votes on a three two one basis. Now, when it when I read that, I'm assuming they don't all say three two one. Warner. David Warner, <laughs> exactly. Um, but and also, I'm guessing it's just teammates; it's not opposition players. So that kind of the fact that David Warner's won it suggests it's definitely not opposition players. Exactly, but <laughs> or teammates to be test fair. ODI T20s across the whole year, um, and he, he clearly didn't get any of the three two ones during the Ashes. But then he just must have just got everything else. Yeah. Um, and I mean the fact that the media and umpires. I mean, sure, the umpires aren't voting for him as well. So it must pure. It's it doesn't make sense. It's not fair. You've got eleven players. You've got ten votes there. You've got two umpires voting. Um, yeah. So also, how did Labuschagne or Smith not win it? Well, surely they I mean, got all of the threes and all of the twos in the Ashes. Well, Labuschagne, surely Labuschagne gets got Labuschagne got men's test player of the year. Yeah. Um, Steve Smith got nothing, <laughs> in spite of clearly being the best batsman ever on the planet. Yeah. The, like the the year just gone, um, yeah. Just I mean, it just makes a mockery of the whole awards, really, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, what makes even more of a mockery of it um, is the fact that the Bragman Young Cricketer of the Year award um, went to everyone's second favourite Agar, Wes Agar, <laughs> not Ashton, not Ashton. Um, yet to see much from Wes Agar um, that, that means he should be winning any award um, uh, named after Don Bradman. But j- just just funny to remember that there's a second Agar and he's called Wes. Um, and then also also something that tickled me is that the male domestic player of the year went to Sean Marsh. Um, anything yeah, that Sean anything that Sean Marsh wins, anything that any of the Marshes win, um, well, the, makes there me always chuckle. has to be a Marsh. There's always a Marsh Award somewhere, isn't there? That's where I was going. Was is this just part? Is this just part of the furniture that one of the Marshes has to win something? Yeah, yeah. No sim, no simpler. I mean, Aaron Finch won the ODI Player of the Year as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Despite but... Warner actually having a pretty good one day, yeah. So maybe that was it. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Did you final point on the awards? Did you see the interview with Adam Zampa and Marcus Stoinis on the red carpet ahead of the? I saw the interview with Adam Zampa. Um, where the, the boy from the grade cricketer asked him if he thought Zakoli was overrated because <laughs> he's got him out seven times in international cricket, <laughs> which was very. He good. just had did like a nineties Kent Adam Zampa. He did, he did. Yeah, did you see the um, when him and Stoyney had a had an interview as well? I didn't know. No, nah, and they were talking about the nails, and they both yeah, they're both very. Metrosexual. Oh, I saw he done. I saw they'd done the nails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all great, all all great, 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 uh, great content from uh, from Zampa and yeah. Stoyness. Always, always lead, always leading the charge. But yeah, we we thoroughly enjoyed the Australian cricket um, cricket awards. Um, we're, we're hoping to to be there for them next year. 
Absolutely. Um, and the, hopefully walk away with the Alan Border medal um, ourselves. Yeah. If we can I'm off the, enough, enough the, the Community Champion Award, personally. Community Champion Award for you. Um, I'd, maybe the Domestic Player of the Year, I'd be, I'd be keen to... But give it to keen, anyone, keen to, walk, keen to walk away with as well, exactly. Um, we're, we're almost at the end, Terence. Any, any other bits that you want to you wanna wrap up with? No, that's, up for, that's it for me. Um, quite a couple of days on the cricket front, isn't it, for the, for the first half of this week, and then it all bursts into life. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, yeah, no, first, first half of the week gets a bit quiet. We've just got the Sheffield Shield and uh, England Lions... Um, over in uh, over in Australia, Wednesday there's it, there's there's not much going on in the world of cricket. I'll, I'll level with you, um, but then Thursday we kick off with the the PSL, um, New Zealand v India Test Champion Test match as part of the World Test Championship, one of two tests, and then Friday the Women's World Cup starts. Um, excellent with it being. Um, do you think oh, it's in Australia? Shit, the timings aren't going to work. No, it's evening over there, so it starts kind of mid-morning here, so that's perfect timing. It's kind of big to, uh... big bass timings, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. ideal. It's absolutely, absolutely ideal. Um, and then also, the, 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 the real kind of tasty bit happening next week is Australia kicking off their tour of Sri Lanka, not Sri Lanka, um, South, Africa. South Africa. Yep, they've got a three-match T20, um, T20 internationals and three um, ODIs as well. And obviously, this is the first time they've been back since Sandpaper Gate. So that will be one to watch. Cameras on. Check your job straps. Let's get the let's get the camera professionals doing their jobs properly. Let's stop following the ball badly. Let's start following the ball. Let's see what's in the players' pockets. We need to see some justice. That's what we all want to see. Absolutely. Perfect. Right. Storm Kira has not destroyed us. Storm Dennis Storm has not Dennis. destroyed us. Has not destroyed us either. Time has caught up with us though. Terence, until next time. To off now. To off.